Hi, this is the very late, late version of the Chill in the State House. Oh, sorry, my name's Silas. And I'm Andrew. And uh, we're the State Politics Podcast, where we take whatever goes on here in this capital here in Kansas and Topeka and just chill it down, break it down for you. And, you know, I mean, the, the reason why we haven't, you know, we're, we're a bit late today and we didn't, we're not here at the usual Monday 10 a.m. is because, well, uh, stuff went on. Yeah, there was a, usually we record these Friday afternoons and last Friday afternoon was a little busier than normal. So, and why is that so, Andrew? It was a long week. It was a very long week and uh, it was the last week, in fact, before regular session wrapped up. So uh, when we're talking about regular session, um, basically lawmakers will come back in May, first few weeks of May. But that is really just to wrap up their last loose ends, overriding any vetoes that they have, which there might be a few, uh, taking care of the budget, which is still very much fluid, and then any other kind of odds and ends. So this was really, last week was really the last period in which they had to mm-hmm. negotiate between chambers, any differences on big bills, and get those suckers passed and headed right. to Governor Laura Kelly. You know, and you, you might be asking, you know, but why is it, you know, the last few days it has to be the most busiest? Well, you know, just like you and I, you know, we love to procrastinate. And so do lawmakers. They love to procrastinate. It's it's literally, they're like college students finals week. Yeah. It's literally like. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and because they procrastinate, you know, me and Andrew, we get to procrastinate along with them as well. And well, watch- we don't procrastinate. We, we plan. But we're just stuck on, on their schedule. Yeah, exactly. and they don't know what they're doing. So so um, we just have to watch them procrastinate. And, you know, that's why that's why it's late. But, I mean, it, it brings us to, you know, an important point as to, you know, kind of looking back what they've done in that procrastination and what do they still have to procrastinate on yet. That's true. Yeah, the procrastination's not over. <laughs> no, that's not going to stop. That's not going to stop. Uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a good point, Titus. Um, and there is so much to recap from last week. Um, I think maybe really quick, because we've talked about this on the air before, but it is worth bringing up that legislators revived and passed a ban on transgender athletes in girls' and women's sports. That is, you might recall, part of kind of a national effort. This has become kind of the hot button social issue du jour. And it, uh, Kansas, it was it's alive and well in Kansas. Legislators put it in what's called a shell bill, which is basically a bill that it's kind of just lying around. Doesn't really, they don't, it's not going anywhere. And they put it in there in order to pass it real quick, get it through both chambers in the matter of really 24 hours and headed to the governor's desk. Now it should be noted the governor is not likely to sign this. Uh, and that will probably be one of the things that we are talking about still come quote unquote veto session in May where legislators will be scrambling, trying to override that veto. It's going to be close. I don't know that they have the numbers to do it, but this is an issue that is not going away anytime soon. So, uh, trans stuff, you know, how about, how about, you know, I guess along kind of the education aspect, you know, school choice. Yeah. So this is something that has been on the agenda all session and Republicans have not really 
hid the fact that they want to, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, when we had schools doing remote learning, that was a hot button issue, you know, whether students should be in person or maybe hybrid options, the way to go. What effects does that have on student achievement? What effects does that have on mental health? We had kind of a, a, a debate crop up saying, okay, well, if parents aren't happy with their district for any reason, but including this remote learning debate, we should give them another choice and open up the door to using, uh, to actually literally using state funds to send kids to private schools, which is obviously a hugely loaded issue. Um, the Kansas Association of School Boards mobilized really quickly on this. Um, but there was kind of, it was called a Frankenstein bill. You know, it's, it's just a big omnibus education bill. And in there was this school choice component. Um, controversially, also in there was the Department of Education budget for the next two fiscal years. And I believe that's, you know, the reason why they did that was because from what I've heard and from what I've seen, you know, it's a way to maybe, you know, entice Governor Laura Kelly to not veto it because it has the public education kind of budget slash funding component. Right. And and that's exactly right. And and not only does it have public education funding in there, it has exactly what the governor asked for oh, in terms right. of public education funding. And that's important because, you know, long time watchers of Kansas state government remember the series of court cases that have resulted in basically mandated funding levels for Kansas schools. And if the legislature were to depart from those levels, Titus and I are going to have to be dusting out our suits and we're going to be in court covering them, arguing over whether or not that's constitutional. So the fact that the legislature, the Republicans who really hated all those court decisions, the fact that they said, okay, well, we'll, we'll fully fund education but basically saying, well, only do it if you if you go along with uh, some of these other school choice measures. That's basically the message. And Titus is right. It's basically the message they were sending to people who were on the fence. But. Oh, did it pass? So we're going to talk about that. a lot of things. A lot of things that passed. This was not one of them. It was it was actually really well. I don't want to say it was surprising because nothing really surprises me in this building anymore. <laughs> But it passed out of the House on a really narrow vote, uh, goes over to the Senate. The Senate can't vote on it uh, Thursday night because they don't have the votes to pass it. So they, they come back the next day. They have all their members there. They think, okay, it's time. We're going to pass it. They had just barely the number of notes, votes they needed. And one of their members, Senator Rob Olson, a Republican from Olathe, who... I think it's safe to say does not love universally all the members of his caucus and is not himself universally loved among all the members of his caucus. He said, you know, I'm going to change my vote and vote no. And so that meant a 2020 tie because there were eight other Republicans who joined him in voting no. They were saying we are worried about the effects this will have on our public schools with this school choice expansion. Um and, you know, we were not comfortable with this kind of, of sweeping uh, new proposal that was in there. And it failed. And now, you know, I think that we're kind of looking in the looking forward component of all this. 
they're going to have to come back in May and figure out a way to make everybody happy with school funding. And whether that means putting it back into the big, the big budget, figuring out another way of doing school choice that's more modest, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they tackle this. And I think that they don't even know yet what is going to be the best way to build the coalition of support they need to get this across the finish line. Wow. Wow. It was, uh, I mean, you know, I think most people, when they think of drama, they think of like a soap opera or, you know, one of those cheesy rom-coms. This is like nerd drama. <laughs> when bills, when, 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 when bills go down on the, on the floor of the yeah, legislature. Yeah. I wonder why, you know, Rob Olsen did that just for the hex of it. You know, he didn't really say when we asked him, which was rather curious. You know, most of the time when we go up to lawmakers and ask them, you know, like, why did you vote one way or the other? They'll they'll kind of give their rationale. And he basically was like, you know, I'm, I don't really want to say. I, I looked at the bill again Friday morning and, and, and voted no. So, I mean, I think it's I think there were some other things in play there, but he was not really willing to come clean on on what they are. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, nerd drama. Besides education, you know, there was a bunch of other stuff too, of, of course. Um, yeah, Titus, what were you watching last week? What was the, what was going on? In, uh, I was outside the education realm. Outside the education realm. Well, outside the, in the education realm because there's actually you know before we move on from the education, just the civics requirement thing. Oh yes, that's um, true. You know, like uh, so basically, there's this guy. His name's uh, Representative Hubert. Um, and he he is really passionate about this topic, uh, about you know, making kids learn civics, learn what America's about, I guess, and also making sure kids learn financial literacy and everything, you know, which you know I think most people will agree that's that's important. Um, but the reason why this becomes so contentious is because you know Hubert is just so passionate about it and wants to make it into law, but then people are saying, well, wait, no, no, that's under the Kansas Constitution, that's actually under the State Board of Education. And he wants these tests to be required to graduate, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, I don't know about you. I wasn't a great test taker in high school, so... Oh, I was a pretty good test taker, actually. Like, well, you're, we know you're smarter than I yeah. am, so that's... Um, checks out. But anyways, I, I, I mean, even then, I would have looked at this, and I wouldn't want to do another test, but that's just me as a high school kid speaking. As an adult, and, and the Democrats, I think, would agree with you on that, <laughs> based on the debate last week. As an adult, though, I don't care what happens to the high school kids. They can suck it up. Um... But yeah, so so, but you know, but people saying you no, know, it's a state board of education under the constitution who has those duties. Hubert's like, oh, good point. No, just kidding. He's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares, you know? Um, and and other concerns too were brought up by the fact that you know, administering these tests and implementing these courses requires money. You know, you have to hire the right folks to teach these courses. You know, make these tests available. And you know it's it's a, and some people fear that you know maybe you know if you, having just these tests will lead to kind of rote memorization of of what of you know whatever basic random civics facts I don't know like who's the fifth president of the United States I have no idea off the top of my mind. Well, actually, it's interesting uh, for the test they're going to use the questions that that folks are asked on the uh, citizenship test. So yeah, it would so be we find out that most in America are not qualified to be citizens. Anyways, <laughs> which I think is his argument for why we need the test. <laughs> Um, we could pass though. Yeah, don't worry, listeners. So you know that passed. I mean, it passed on a delay timeline. He, you know, initially it was like kind of like kind of immediate, like this has to happen. But you know, 
I, a part of the compromise, you know, he's like, all right, we can push the graduation requirement a couple years to give them time to kind of implement and everything. So that passed. Um, it doesn't have, necessarily have the veto-proof majority, so we'll kind of have to wait to see if Governor Kelly's going to veto it or not. I'm imagining she's going to veto it because, you know, public education folks are against it. And we'll see if it becomes a thing. But, you know, he's, he's not giving up on it. He wants to also mandate, you know, computer technology literacy thing. So... He's, got, he's got big plans. He's got Steve big plans Hubert. to uh, make kids go through more tests or courses, you know. Um, so just that. Other components, you know, like what else is out there? You know, concealed carry, guns, oh, yeah. you know. You know, it's a casual, chill topic, you know. You know, just, 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 you're, gonna, you know you're trying to just give guns to, you know, college college kids, you know. Not a big deal. Um, you're not really giving them. It's not like okay, yeah. it's not like when you <laughs> enter Kansas at the border, yet you hit a toll booth. free gun. And- Yay. Um, but you know, basically, right now you have to be 21 or older to conceal carry. But then, under this bill that um, that's actually heading to the governor's desk, um, it goes down to just 18. You basically get a quote provisional license. Uh, if you're you know 18 through 20, you can get provisional license for concealed carry. Kind of like a provisional license for driving driving a car it's yeah like you can, you can so drive. so you know get its license you know you you you, ha- you have to go through you know um typical you know background check whatever whatnot now in kansas you don't have to if you're 21 or older you know right now you don't have to go through like you don't have to get like a permit you know like, it's it's a constitutional well not constitutional but it's like it's just like a right to like you know conceal carry so you can conceal carry if you don't want and in passing that, part of the the logic in, in approving that is is they exempted eighteen to twenty one year olds from from the law, so that that you know that that was kind of the compromise they reached is we're gonna have constitutional carry for those twenty one and older, but yeah, but eighteen to twenty one year olds, you know, you're still you, you're out of luck. You still have to go through that process and everything. And now Democrats are kind of saying, wait a second, we the whole logic was we didn't want to give eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year olds guns then, and and now we're walking that back and. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't sit well with everyone. Yeah, it didn't sit well. I mean, you know, I mean, Democrats were thinking, you know, well, you have these, you know, party kids, you know. I, I was a good kid in college, but, you know, you know, you know, there's some folks out there who like to party a lot, um, you know, specifically the Greek life. <laughs> I have nothing against Greek life, but, you know. And, but, it should be noted that all opinions vis-a-vis Greek life on this podcast are the opinions of Titus Wu himself and not of Chilling in the State House or the Topeka Capital Journal. Yeah, well, um, but, you know, I mean, and there's just a couple of concerns, you know. I mean, if you're drunk, you have concealed carry, and I don't know what happens. I don't know. Maybe you, you see your ex cheating on your boyfriend or something like that. And you're like, all right, all right, I'm 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 drunk and I'm mad, and you just carry a gun. And, you know, just scenarios like that, you know, um, that we're worried about. But anyways, that's hit the governor's desk. Um, what, what about looking forward? Because there's something that you were tracking this week that actually didn't really they, you know they're kind of like and hey, we'll just like we're talking about procrastinating oh yeah, so, yeah so, we're gonna wait till the end yeah it. they have to procrastinate because they're also waiting on the procrastination of another governmental entity called the u.s treasury so which is you know i, I gotta say the federal government might be one entity out there that procrastinates even more than the kansas legislature all that was a government procrastinate i mean i mean to be fair everybody procrastinates we're procrastinating on this podcast right now yeah that's um, true we can't talk <laughs> but you know basically uh businesses really want COVID-19 relief because they're like, hey, we were sh- we were shut down by you, you know, or we were restricted by you. You owe us money. And in general, you know, most of the Republicans in the state house have, you know, generally agreed. Like, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, 
so right now, you know, the kind of legislature is kind of looking through two things, you know, two pathways. You know, one go through the attorney general, kind of like resolve this legal liability that uh, state governments and local governments have for shutting down businesses. Um, and it, you know, basically, I think they have a proportion. I believe it was. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe 25%. Someone check me on that. But, you know, of whatever kind of cares money allotment you get, you know, that has to be set aside for compensating businesses. And businesses who want that would have to go through the Attorney General's office. The AG will decide based on the process, this is how you get the money or not. So that's one pathway. And they're also looking at giving actual, like, tax relief in terms of property tax relief um, to businesses who were harmed by these orders. Um, and... That would also come from. They're also hoping on federal, uh, the, the kind of the federal relief, COVID nineteen relief money from the American Rescue Act plan. Basically, if you if you're getting a theme here, the theme here is that okay, we're going to owe you money. Let's not get it from our own coffers. We we'll just wait on this thing coming in from the federal government. Basically, despite any rhetoric you might hear, you know, we're we're passing a lot on to the federal government, relying on the federal government a lot for this type of stuff. Now, the problem is the U.S. Treasury hasn't issued any kind of clear guidance yet on you know this relief money coming so they're kind of weighing on that so it, it really is and that, i mean it's a big reason why they're all taking this pause and saying let's come back may to revisit this issue because they have to revisit the issue because if they don't pass something on on this you know a lot of businesses have said we're going to sue the state and there's already one at least one active lawsuit that kind of the attorney general and and the plaintiff sat down and like okay we're going to put this on hold to see what the legislature does because you know, I think businesses would rather not go through all the trouble of hiring a lawyer and, and going to court. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you know, that's that's something to keep watching. May you know, how are they going to you know exactly compensate these businesses? Um, we, we, you know, that's that's something to keep track of. Um, and it just gets at the ongoing theme of COVID nineteen restrictions and oh, the COVID-19, after yeah. effects, which you know you just can't escape that. COVID-19 is not going away. I mean... Hot take. We're full of hot takes. No, it's, it's actually science, actually. It's COVID-19 not going away. Anyways. Um, what, what, I mean, what, what else do you have to look forward to? I mean, do, do you think maybe, you know... I guess, how, how is the education budget going to play out and everything? Yeah, I mean, again, I think that there's there's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, the school choice stuff, we're talking with Senator Molly Baumgartner, who chairs the Senate Education Committee... She's a big supporter of school choice. Uh, She carried this bill on the floor. But she was saying, you know, I think that this might have to be a conversation for next year because the biggest, most controversial piece of the bill, which is basically saying if you are, if Titus was like a a kid in school and his parents wanted to, and he was, he was deemed at risk, you know, he's chronically absent or he's below grade level he would be eligible to take the money that the state would normally give to the school district to educate him. And he can take that and he can go to a private school and pay for tuition. He can pay for books. He can pay for laptop. He can pay for AP tests. So that's a pretty major change. And the price tag could be, you know, depending on how many kids use it, if, if a few thousand kids use it, it could be 20 million, 23 million more use it we could be talking at a hundred million dollar price tag so that raised a lot of people's concerns and 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 senators we talked to were like that might have to wait till next session that's okay. a big lift but i should say senate president ty masterson when we when i asked him about whether or not you know he thinks that automatically they're going to kind of have to just put the education funding back in the budget 
pack it in, try again next year. He's like, no, I don't think that's necessarily the case. So, you know, if like you're shaking your magic eight ball, trying to figure out how this is going to go, you're not going to get a very clear answer as of yet. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's also there's the there's the issue of can we use federal the, the COVID-19 relief dollars Titus talked about. Oh, wow. All le- all roads lead back to to the national government. No, not really. <laughs> if so, that means we're going to be out of work. <laughs> Just we have to go cover Congress. Um you know, if we can use the federal COVID-19 aid going to school districts to kind of equalize and offset what the state would give that's kind of an open question, too, because we haven't, as Tyus said, gotten that guidance. And that also worried, that plan that was kind of floated around, also worried school districts mm-hmm. a lot because that would be a pretty significant funding cut. So, yeah, stay tuned. And if you want the latest on all oh, – do you have – And also one more thing, too, to watch. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen exactly. I, th- I think it could happen. But, you know, that law that just passed, like, you know, a couple weeks ago – uh, called they call it chemo bill, whatever. But basically, if, if you were listening to this podcast, you should. Know. Yeah, you should know. But basically, I mean, now you can, you 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 can sue anyone over a okay, not anyone, but you can sue a government over a COVID restriction. Um, so yeah, you know, if you've seen, you know, it within the last weeks, that's kind of been playing out, particularly among school boards. Um, and you know, a lot of governments have kind of rolled back their COVID nineteen restrictions because of that. Um, but there's some aspects of it, you know, that you know some Republican leaders are not happy with. Um, and they might be looking at that too when May comes uh, to try to make suing more accessible because apparently some courts, for instance, in uh, the one in Johnson County, they've set up kind of guidelines saying that, you know, you have to show that, you know, you were actually aggrieved. You had to show that, you know, they could be more narrowly tailored. But the government, I mean, the, the state lawmakers had one that had the government to prove that not during the court hearing it was a case not like have the citizen prove that before the court hearing happened to have that court hearing in the first place you know so and also a bunch of other stuff too that you know uh republicans leaders on the senate side are you know wanting to make suing more easy in terms of like you know costs you know attorney's fees they could get attorney's fees if 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 they win and stuff um now they senator warren who's kind of one of the main you know pushes behind this bill try to you know in this random shell bill, try to put it back in and say, all right, here's the revisions I want to make to make it more easier to sue over a COVID restriction with intent, you know, of just basically trying to get rid of all COVID restrictions. Um, and lawmakers in the Kansas House, you know, like Fred Pan, Roth, were like, we just literally passed this a few weeks ago. <laughs> you want to amend it again? You know, they were pretty, you could tell they were pretty angry about it. But it didn't seem like Warren's going to give up. I mean, he, I mean, he eventually relented saying, you know, because it was a long, you know, Friday and, he, and you know, and he's just like, yeah, you know, we understand your position. They wanted to go home. But I would not be surprised if she tries to push for it again. And that's something to watch too, especially now that, the, you know, instead of two weeks or one week after the law passed, you know, maybe this more, you know, kind of a month have passed. Maybe they might be more willing to look back at it, but we'll see. So this, this COVID restriction stuff, chemo stuff is, is not, it's not going away anytime soon. That's just the motto, I think, of the Kansas legislature. Not yes. going away anytime soon. Yep. And you know who else is not going away anytime soon? Titus and I. Oh, we sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that may or may not be a good thing, I guess. You can find all our written work on these topics and more from a wild week in the Kansas legislature world. You can find all that at cjonline.com. And Titus, if they want to 
they want to go find you on Twitter, where can where can folks do that? It's ties with 100. And I'm at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L. And if you love the podcast, we hope you do. You're listening, so you must like us somewhat. You can you can track us down on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I don't know. Am I missing any? And what time are we normally releasing our podcast every week? 10 a.m. Monday. Um, hopefully, we don't have to, you know, procrastinate on it anymore. Um, we try our best. We do. I think we'll be good from here on out. Oh, don't don't say that too. No, early. that's true. I, I jinxed it, didn't I? Um, yeah. Well, we hope you have a good day. Um, we hope that you know you don't get too embroiled in all this, you know, politics and everything. We hope that you realize that you know everybody's human. Just like these lawmakers. They like to procrastinate. We all like to procrastinate. And on that note, we'll procrastinate right till next week. See yes. y'all.